Kia and welcome to the Hill Country Futures Partnership Program podcast series designed to equip New Zealand Hill Country farmers with decision-making tools and the best forage options for a whole farm system approach, which in turn future-proofs the profitability, sustainability and well-being of our pastoral farmers. I'm your host for this series, Sarah Perium Lamp, proud to support thriving Hill Country communities. Professor Derek Moot leads the Drylands Pasture Research Program at Lincoln University's Department of Agricultural Science. And Derek's led and coordinated the team that delivered the resilient forages component of the Hill Country Futures Program, Ag Yields, which is a database of pasture and crop yields from throughout New Zealand. And anybody can have access to it. It sounds like a great resource, Derek. So tell us about the concept of Ag Yields. Yeah, so Ag Yields came about because we were looking at this Hill Country Futures program and I started thinking, well, I know some of this work was done about 15 years ago and I asked to get the reports from Beef and Lamb. And of course their staff had turned over and we couldn't find the reports. And I thought, I wonder how many other reports have been done that people have um, not done anything with. And and then I was approached by some people from Dairy NZ who said, look, we've started to try and create a database because people want to know about pasture growth rates for um, dairy systems. So I was working with Dave Chapman and, and um, Wendy Griffith and Mike Dodd, and we said, let's try and create a, a national forage database. And so that was the genesis of the idea. It was basically the four of us sitting down and saying, look, this is a bit silly that the New Zealand agricultural system, which is based on pasture, doesn't actually have a database of all of our results. What are we going to do about it? So it's not just a searching and here is a whole bunch of PDFs of science publications. It's it's really a tangible resource for farmers to be and rural professionals to use. Yes, it's actually the data. So we've gone to the scientific publication and we've extracted the pasture growth rate data from the scientific publication and we've put it into the database. That's a huge amount of work. Yes, and that's what we've done through the Hill Country Futures Program. So one of my postdocs has spent the last 12 months or so um, data mining um, both both field notebooks and um, science publications and taking the data and essentially putting all the growth rate data she could find from different parts of the country into the Ag Yields database. It's not perfect. It's not full. We haven't finished, but we've started. And this is, you said field notes there. So this isn't just researchers and scientists. No. Um, and I, I deliberately said field notes because when somebody got inkling that we were going to do this, um, all of a sudden a box of field notebooks arrived on my desk and it came from Bay of Plenty. And there'd been a technician up there who um, has died and, and died about five years ago. And his family were going, what do we do with all this data? And essentially it would, was, was handed off to someone else and eventually came to us. So now we've got about 20 farms in the Bay of Plenty that have had between five and 15 years worth of data collected on them. And we've put that data into the um, Ag Yields database. So we've digitized it and put it into the database. So that, that, that would have been like Christmas Day when you got that phone call. Um, Christmas Day for me, but not necessarily for the person that had to go through each of the pages and find the individual paddocks for each individual paddock and work out over time how those data actually fit together. So it was a huge jigsaw puzzle. So why is it important that we have data from across the country uh, that is searchable in terms of uh, forage in different 
areas over time and the results of those forages? I think every farmer knows that their pasture supply is the basis to their farming system. How much pasture do I grow? And um, our our most farmer-friendly tools like Farmax actually run off those pasture production curves in different parts of the country. And we have forage forecasters that do the same sort of thing. All of those will improve and get better the more data is available to them. We've got a huge range of pasture species now that we didn't have 20 years ago. People routinely graze plantain. Well, that wasn't around 20 years ago. So um, what are we going to have in 20 years' time that we haven't got now? So putting all of that data in one place allows people to look at and see in a location similar to mine, has this pasture been grown before? Has this plant been grown before? And what? how much did it grow and when did it grow? So it's answering that basic question when a farmer says, do I want to put a plantain red clover paddock in? I'll have a look if there's any data in the database about that for my environment. How do you get consistency of the context it was measured in? If it was Yeah, so there's the opportunity of putting how you measured it into the database. So you can, you know, some often it's a quadrat cut, which is a very scientific term, but you essentially get a, a hand piece from a shearer. Oh, yeah. And you cut the grass and you measure it and you weigh it and you dry it and put it in. Or you might use um, a plate meter or somebody else might use um, a pasture probe. So there are different ways of collecting the data and you can select how that was collected. So you can put that down as part of the input to um, the Ag Yields database. So you can also put the soil type, you can put the location, so you can put it by a GPS coordinate, um, you can put in what the base nutrients were. So you could say this plant had a basal 250 kgs of superphosphate. Or if it's an experiment, you could actually put what the phosphorus treatments were. So it'll it'll cater for um, both the basal nutrients, but also experimental data at the same time. What about all of our research centres of our seed? I know PGG Rats and Seeds and Seedforce are a big part of Hill Country Futures. Have they fed their research trials in? They're starting to. So um, the key thing about that is we've said to the commercial companies that they can choose to put the data in at the species level rather than the cultivar, because often the cultivar is the um, the proprietary thing that they that information might be more commercially sensitive. But for us, I want to know how red clover did a man or two. And if they've run a trial there, then it would be really useful to have that in our database. So um we're starting on that journey of getting those companies to um, put their data in or at least make it available for us to put it in. Yeah, because the more there is, the better it is of value to our hill country farmers. Absolutely. And I think, Sarah, it's also important to recognise that we used to have in the 70s and 80s, and, and I'm getting old, so that was even before me, we had a whole lot of technicians throughout the country collecting pasture growth rate data. They were in small um, research stations that were dotted from Gore to Kaitaia. They don't exist anymore. And so a lot more of the data that's being collected is being collected by industry personnel and by farmers themselves. And so we've made the Ag Yields database flexible enough that people can do that. If you collect some pasture growth rate data on your farm, you can put it into the database. We put it in as an unpublished data set because it hasn't gone through that scientific peer review process. But the people downloading it can then decide the value of that data. They can say, look, that's a unpublished data set, but it's next door, so it's more valuable than the peer-reviewed one that's from 200 kilometres away. So 
the users can then decide what value they put on the data. And, and I see the users as being um, potentially consultants who are running things like Pharmax or farmers themselves. So unpublished science actually has value. Absolutely. The data is important. And um, think of the number of farmers that at some point have collected some pasture yield data off their farm through lots of different programs we've had over the last 30 years where the base information was collecting pasture data. All of those farmers I want to hear from because I'd love to have their data put into the Ag Yields database. And so what would be some tangible scenarios where you said um, rural professionals, advisors, consultants, accountants could actually materialise that value in their financial businesses? Well, there's two parts. Anybody that's got a consultant who's running Farmax, um, looking at supply and demand is the key function that they do on their um, when they're looking at their feed budget. How much do I grow? When do I grow it? How does that match my animal demand? But the other thing you can do is you can show the bank manager, this is what my resident pasture grows. This is what the improved pasture grows, which is two to three times more. And the bank manager will be much more likely to lend you money to be able to do that hill country improvement than if you haven't got that information. So it's it's valuable as a tool in several ways. And not necessarily uh, as a sales tool for the seed companies. This is more, therefore, overarching, like you said, the species, to, to make a choice of renewal and having a resilient pasture system. Absolutely. Look, the seed companies are um, have been engaged in the Hill Country Futures Program, but really they're actually about trying to ensure that the farmers are successful. To be successful, farmers need information. And so this is at the species level, understanding um, how much did that plantain red clover pasture grow in Manawatu? How much did the lucerne grow in central Otago? And actually putting that information in so that neighbours, other people in the district can look at it. Sorry, I'm getting very geeky now because this is really exciting. But what about some other contextual things like uh, irrigation, grazing, in terms of how that pasture was established slash managed. Yes, you can put that information into as well. So whether it was irrigated or, or rain fed can be put in. Um, there's a drop down list of all the species you can think of, in, uh, including Kikuyu and those for um, Northland. In fact, we've done a big um, literature review as part of the Hill Country Futures Program for the Northland region. So there's a lot of data sets, unpublished data sets that would have been lost um, from the Northland region that, that we've put into the Ag Yields database. So um, essentially, yeah, irrigation, nutrient levels, um, method of harvest, how it was grazed, whether it was how it was grazed was more a is it a dairy farm or a sheep and beef property? Those sorts of questions you can are, are answered. That's the base information that you put in. So this is really Derek Moot's legacy uh, because this is of huge value ongoing. And and it's it's not necessarily about one published piece of research. This is a uh, as you called it, a repository that will be ongoing long before, long after you're here, Derek. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Um, yeah, I think not just mine. I think that the people that I started out with who were also interested in doing it had the same sort of vision. We all took the view that a lot of the data that's being generated has come out of taxpayers' money um, and therefore the public has the right to know what's happening with that information. And I took that view when I approached the university and said um, we need somewhere to house this and we want it to be open access. And so the university worked with me and said, yeah, actually that's one of the roles of a university is to be a repository of information. So they're funding the um, continuing 
continuous maintenance. With, you know, there's a monthly charge with keeping it going. So the university's funding that um, part of the program. Um, so it, it's hosted by Lincoln University, but available to anyone anywhere. So this is on its own website? Yes, agyields.co.nz. Um, there's links and information about the Ag Yields database on the Hill Country Futures. So there's um, a paper that's been published in Grasslands Association that outlines the background of the Ag Yields database. And we've been waiting for three years to have the Grasslands Conference in Invercargill. So it will be launched um, at that conference in November. And uh, then there is other information on how to collect the data and some tutorials on how to use it on the Hill Country Futures website. Absolutely fabulous. Um, thank you so much, Professor Derek Moot, for the work that you've done on pulling together this absolutely incredible resource known as Ag Yields. This is your database for unpublished and published research right across the country around pasture and crop yields right there at your fingertips to be able to make more informed decisions. This is part of a wider podcast series of Hill Country Futures Partnership Program, which is a wrap of the $8.1 million research program co-funded by Beef and Lamb New Zealand, Ministry for Business, Innovation and Employment, PGG Rights and Seeds and Seed Force New Zealand. For more information, visit hillcountryfutures.co.nz and of course the Beef and Lamb New Zealand Knowledge Hub is huge with heaps of resources online as well. Namahi Nui.